I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Sinead, you're a smart person. <laughs> can you help me with something? I can try. Just recently, there's been some revelations about Star Wars. In Carrie Fisher's new autobiography, mm. she said that she had an affair with Harrison Ford while they're making the first film. Right? That's fine. I don't care about that. However, there's been all this response online about it, about how great it is, how it's made these people's days, how it's an awesome thing that makes them so happy. Why? Why is that a good thing? Why do people care? Explain. <laughs> well, if anything, it's a bad thing, isn't it? Didn't he cheat on his wife? So she was 19 and he was 33. And he had, like, two kids and a wife and then had an affair and then the relationship broke down afterwards. And that's fine. That's all the personal things. That's They made choices and stuff. I don't think anyone was, like, taken advantage of and stuff like that. But why does it make someone happy now, 30 years later? Um, I don't have an answer for you. You have failed me as a person. I no longer think you're <laughs> clever. <laughs> Salutations from the I Only Like You crew. That's us. I'm Lonnie. I'm here with my girlfriend, Sinead. Are we the crew if we're the only two people on it? I think we're the only two people who listen as well. So. <laughs> but I don't really listen to it. I'm the only one who listens to the show. <laughs> I enjoy it. Anyway, this week we have seen The Light Between Oceans. But before we talk about that movie, which is pretty good, we can all agree. We're going to talk about people in public who don't wear clothes. Or shoes. Are shoes clothes? Ooh, good question. Um, well, they're not an accessory, are they? I wouldn't say shoes are on par with scarves and jewellery. But they're necessary. But they're not an item of clothing. Shoes are just shoes. I think they're their own thing. What are hats? Accessory. Well, is an accessory defined by it's an optional sort of thing, like an add-on to your... I think it's something that, like, makes or breaks your outfit. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing about shoes. They shouldn't be optional. No. You should have to wear them. They should be mandatory. It's not that hard to stick a pair of thongs on your feet, is it? Yeah, I'm not saying everyone has to wear bloody, like, lace-up boots everywhere they go. I just think it's really weird and disrespectful and against all... Morality. Right, yep. <laughs> not wear shoes. <laughs> I don't understand. Like, it's really hot here in Brisbane at the moment. People are not wearing shoes, like, out in public, walking along the street and stuff. How do they like, do you're it? You're getting third-degree burns on the soles of your feet, mate. What are you doing? Recently we were at a food court and this guy was sitting there and he was eating his food, right? That's fair enough. <laughs> that, that's not the issue you have, right? <laughs> the issue was he'd kicked his thongs off. And had put them in the walkway. He 
You haven't put them underneath his seat. You put them out where people had to walk around them. I had so many questions about him. Why did he feel the need to take his thongs off? But then why put them in the way of everyone? Like to the side of your table. It was getting me really angry while and, this happened. And I saw his butt crack. Yeah, what's he doing with his butt crack hanging out? You know when your butt cracks out, don't you? Get you get a lovely little breeze down there, don't you? Like you know when you need to pull your pants up. I don't need to see a butt crack while I'm having my Guzman and Gomez. You knew what he was doing. You knew what he was doing. Definitely. There's also the guy on the bus that wasn't wearing a shirt. And he was going to the hospital. He, he was. stopped at the hospital. <laughs> he was. Probably going to get checked out. He was wearing pants, sort of like like really flowy sort of hippie pants and thongs. So I'll, I'll salute him with that. But he wasn't wearing a shirt. No shirt. He drew the line at a shirt that day. Do you just not have any shirts? Maybe he doesn't own a shirt. Maybe. I've got a rule that some of my friends when I invented... But it should be, it's like one of those laws, like a scientific law, like it's, we just observed it, right? I don't think you can say it's like a scientific law when you made it up. I know, but like did, did Newton make up the law of... Gravity. No, no, he did gravity. Was, was the other guy who did the energy laws? Einstein. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who you're talking about. The, the laws like each... Um, Action, energy. <laughs> Each action has an equal and opposite reaction. Yeah, that's a law, isn't it? Uh, maybe. A scientific law is a thing that just happens, like if we can't control it, right? Yeah, but you just said you made up this rule. No, but that's what I mean. I didn't make it up. I just observed it as, a, as an actual oh, thing. Oh, okay. So like you and Newton under the tree, the apple fell on your head, you realised it. Yes. Anyway, <laughs> the law is always avoid someone in public who's not wearing a shirt. Because those guys are ready to throw down. Look, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I never feel like going up to somebody who's not wearing a shirt in public. No. You don't ask someone who's not wearing a shirt for directions, do you? They're not very approachable. Maybe the only exception is near the beach, but even then... Oh, near the beach, fine. Yeah. What? Did you want them in a bloody three-piece suit on the beach? Oh, no, around the beach. On the actual beach, that's okay. So what's your radius then? Within 10 <laughs> metres of the beach is okay to not wear a shirt, Lonnie? Please, so. please, tell us the rule. <laughs> I just think if, if they're walking around the cafes and stuff and they st- don't feel like they have to put a shirt on, you know, I'm like a surf club. You're a surf club? Yeah. You need to be wearing shoes and a collared shirt around me. <laughs> look, look, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world to not wear clothes in public and stuff. I just think it's really weird and strange. I'm not going to put anyone in jail for it. I haven't got that authority. <laughs> I just feel like it's the least that you can do. The it's, least thing you can do is to put shoes on and a shirt on around public. You it's know? not that difficult, is it? No. A pair of thongs and a singlet will do me fine. A movie where everyone wears their clothes most of the time. Well. Most of the time. There's some sexy scenes. That's fine. You can, that's where a shirt we're having sex. Okay. Glad we've established that. I do decree. <laughs> <laughs> the Light Between Oceans. It's a new film by Derek... Jean Francais? How, how would you say that? I've got no clue. <laughs> by Derek. <laughs> it's based off a novel by M. L. Stedman. Look, it's a bit of an old ladies movie, okay? But put that aside, it's actually really great. It's got Michael Fassbender and Alicia Vikander. And basically he runs a lighthouse on a kind of remote island and... 
they fall in love and then basically a boat kind of washes ashore and there's a baby in it and they decide to keep the baby. However, things don't go to plan after that. No. Don't want to spoil too much because it's, you know, if we spoil the whole movie, it's not much point seeing this one, I don't think. I loved it. Like, I don't think there was anything that I didn't like about it. It was a tiny bit slower in pace, but I feel like you needed all of that, like, courtship between the two characters and everything to understand decisions that were made later on in the film. I feel like if you hadn't seen half of that story, you wouldn't have really invested as much in them or understood as much what was happening. It's an interesting film because I don't think any character did the wrong thing. They all made mistakes, but they made them through trying to make good decisions. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, everyone was flawed and everyone, like you could understand what they were doing. Mm. That's a really hard thing to do when you're writing and making a film is to make the characters believable and understand their actions even if you don't necessarily agree with them. Yeah. So it's interesting this film could do that. You could see each side of the, of the story. Yeah, definitely. I didn't completely agree with certain decisions made, but then as the film went on, I was like, oh, but they kind of had to, didn't they? Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. Acting is amazing. Oh, yeah, definitely. So where they met. Yeah, it they're is. together now, aren't yeah. they? Rachel Weiss is also in it, and she I love her so much. She's a great, great actor. One thing that didn't get made a lot of in the like the publicity around the film was that it's all set in Australia. It's set off the coast of Western Australia. Yeah. In fact, Sinead didn't even realise no. that after she saw the film. Okay, stop. So there were some supporting characters that had a bit of an Australian accent. And I was like, oh, that's a bit strange. But then some of them were British. So I was like, oh, it's definitely in Britain then. Maybe people just had really crappy British accents. And then it said that it was shot in Australia. And I went, that would explain it. They're all Australian. That Jack Thompson, the Australian actor. <laughs> Gary McDonald's in it as well. Well, it's kind of set sort of after. Just after World War One. Yeah. And so that's when the Australian accent and Australian was still a bit of a British outpost in those days. So you can understand why I was a bit confused. Well, you were confused as well because it wasn't made of made anything out of it. No. Which is really strange because normally they try and, well, maybe they were trying not to do that so people go see it because there's a bit of a cultural cringe around Australian films in Australia. But it's not, I wouldn't say it's like an Australian film. No, well, I think that's probably probably why as well. They didn't mm. publicise it because they didn't have anything to do with it, Screen Australia and other places. However, I probably should have realised when they started singing Watsing Matilda, shouldn't I? Probably. I, I was really confused. I'm like, hang on, I thought Banjo Patterson wrote this. But then I was like, oh, it's a bit different. Maybe it was like a war jingle or something. <laughs> the Australian song about the guy who gets killed after stealing some some sheep. I got very confused. It is strange how that's an Australian, like, almost yeah. you know, semi-anthem sort of thing. I feel like people sing that and don't actually realise what they're singing about. Yeah. Anyway, you're right, Sine. The film, it's a bit of a... Um, glossy, awesome version of a grandma sort of movie and a grandma story, isn't it? It is. Like a very well-made version of those sort of things. I feel like we sound really old 
by the fact that we love this movie. <laughs> but it's the kind of movie that, like, your mum will go see. Yeah, and she'd probably like it. Yeah, yeah, but so I'm we, just saying so. lots of our generation probably wouldn't see it because it looks like a grandma movie, but it's actually really great. Yeah, definitely. Michael Fassbender's got that face, hasn't he? Oh, he's got a face, all right. <laughs> <laughs> but he can show more in his face, you know, than a lot of other actors can do with the whole bodies. Very true, very true. It's a heavy film. Oh, yeah, don't. Like, probably don't go see it for a... A wild Sunday romp. <laughs> Don't expect to be dancing on the way out. No, but it's... Hits you right in the feels. Oh. Where are your feels? Your heart? I so. What did you think of Alicia? She's really great. <laughs> we hadn't seen her much before this, have we? But we've gone back and watched Ex Machina since. Yeah. Which another terrific film. Oh, so great. It's funny she hasn't... Doesn't seem like she's had much, like, formal training... Um, mm. I think she's a, she's a ballet dancer yeah, first, yeah. and then she's on a, some soap operas over in in Sweden. I think is where she's from, and she's been in a few films. She's been in there's an Australian film a couple of years ago called Son of a Gun. Do you remember that? No, no, we didn't see it or anything. But she's in it. Isn't oh, that okay. crazy? Yeah. If anyone's doubting her acting prowess, there's a particular scene in Light Between Oceans where she's on her own in the kitchen and some shit goes mm. down. Mm-hmm. Watch that three-minute sequence and tell me she can't act. Like, it's amazing. Well, she got an Oscar, hasn't she? So yeah. Good on her. Oh. That's right. She was in The Danish Girl. Yeah. With Eddie Redmayne, mm-hmm. which we need to see. Would you like to live in a lighthouse, ocean island? So, been thinking about this. Yeah. Pros. No one else around. That was actually, when I was watching it, like, this sounds pretty good. <laughs> In case you don't know by the title of the podcast, we kind of hate everyone else apart from each other. Um, so there's that, right? Yeah. No annoying people. And just do your own thing. You go to the mainland like every week or every two weeks or so to get supplies. So it's not like you're totally isolated. Yeah, I guess so. But cons, it's very lonely. Like if we had a fight. There's not anyone else that we can talk to. Yeah. We wouldn't have fights, though. We're good at that. Also, can't watch movies out there. I think these days you would be able to. Okay. Let's do it then. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but what if you, like, run out of milk or something? Well, you've got cows. Oh, yeah. I just feel like if you forgot something, it's a long way back to the shops, isn't it? <laughs> I think that's why they've got lots of their own stuff on the island. But then you have to do that, though. You can't just go... Maybe we could hire a farmer. Okay. But then there'd be like a love triangle thing when the farmer like winks at me and then... Winks at me as well. (laughs) Oh, God. We run off together. (laughs) What am I doing? You're with the cows. (laughs) Yes, I definitely recommend seeing this. I'd give it four out of five Sams. I'd give it four and a half out of five Sams. There wasn't much I didn't like about it. Okay, I agree. It was a bit slow in some parts, but... I could see why we're doing that. Actually, I think I could have watched more of it, though. So, you know, five. <laughs> I don't know. Four and a half. Don't trust me. <laughs> Just go see it. I feel like watching it again after talking about it. Yeah, okay. It's definitely going to be... I think this is a movie I'd buy. Really? Okay. 
But I think that's another test too when you watch movies. Would you watch it again? Would you buy it and own it? And I would with mm. this one. Mm-hmm. Not sure I would with Doctor Strange. No. Or some of the other ones we've watched recently. <laughs> okay then. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.